and we are back with episode seven of the Dead Ass Only podcast. I am your host, John, with my two hungover co-hosts, Anthony, what you mean by that, Sierra? <laughs> what up, what and, up? Oh, my. Josh. Mm, yeah, I heard the Ew. weakness in the voice. That's when the Patron, that's when the Patron kicking your ass. Um, so, unfortunately, both of my co-hosts are hungover. Only I'm the only professional one who woke up this morning and drank coffee and water because I care about my body. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're here to cover everything over the last week from the trade deadline to the Knicks hire. Well, the Knicks, the Knicks future hiring of Leon Rose. Are we a Knicks show or something? No, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. I'm playing, I'm oh. playing, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, it got so defensive. The problems, in, the problems in Philly, the announcement of the All-Star Reserves, All-Star Festivities, and a few music topics. So, my co-host, let me start by saying hi to you guys. What's up? Um, how, was your, how was your weekend? Um, Josh, you don't look like to be doing the best right now. <laughs> Oh, right. uh, don't drink Patron. White liquor is a no-no. Stick to Duce because I'm feeling the effects right now. You in? What about you, man? Um, Hennessy. A lot of Hennessy and uh, no sleep. So we here, though. That's all that matters. <laughs> you fucking niggas. Y'all, y'all no good. Both of y'all. Not both Saturday night. That's true. It's because I'm old and it's I got Saturday kids. I don't, I don't understand what fun on the weekends is no more because I got children. You got children. You got to do it them. Yeah, man. That's two yeah. times no fun. That's double the no fun. That's mm-hmm. mad fucking mad Disney Plus and not the good shit on Disney Plus. He drinking wine. I'm not. I'm actually having um, a Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee at the moment because <laughs> I'm a grown up. Yeah. Coffee is nasty. Maybe my tongue didn't develop yet, you know, since I'm so young. Your tongue didn't develop? Pause. <laughs> undeveloped tongue over there. All right. All right. I'm, I'm not going to hold you. I'm not going to hold you, John. You're going to have to beat that one out, too. I'm not beating that one out. You that. No, you got to beat that out, boy. You have nah, to beat that, that out, bro. The streets need that one. Yo, yo <laughs> I, I didn't mean it how it came out. Oh, my God. Yo, yo you're wilding this morning. Yo. Give, a, give yo, him a little I'm, bit of... I'm not talking to one. I'm not talking to one. This is a this is a talking forum. You have to speak. There's <laughs> no I'm way just, I'm gonna just without y'all. nod my head. No yeah, one can see you. Josh, different, bro. My son said his tongue undeveloped. What is undeveloped at? What it don't know. Like like my taste buds, like is I can't like I can't drink beers. Like beers are nasty to me. Coffee is nasty to me. That's what I meant. A fat nigga with undeveloped but, taste buds is not something I never heard of. It's some stuff that we know we just, so it's, just so it's just Popeyes and Dominican women. That's it? Popeyes and Dominican mm. women. That's Ooh, everything. I love everybody. I understand. <laughs> Yo, did they get comfortable? <laughs> Yo, Josh felt Josh felt our three black female listeners about to come for him. <laughs> Yo, like, come on, son. Damn, I so love you my girlfriend, by the way. You're wildin'. 
Yo, every episode he's been saying he loves his girlfriend now. <laughs> I yeah, what, I don't know what don't Josh know, did. I don't know what you did, but the fact that you keep saying you love her, we like, we get it, bro. I know you love her. Valentine's Day around the corner. Yeah, you gotta prove you love her. Mm, spend that bread. Nah. Nah, <laughs> drop the bag nah. every day. Oh, every day, Valentine's Day? You gotta every day Valentine's Day. Every day Valentine's Day in the Josh in the Josh household. That's household, we not there yet, bro. Relax. Mm. So what you don't want to live with her, love. King? She's not worth what? Huh? You don't want to live with her? So you don't want to live with her, King? You're not there. You don't want to be there with her? You got to grow up. Um, I love you, mm. right? <laughs> a girl, if you listen out there, I love you. <laughs> Yo, this is... <laughs> Yo, all right, man. I'm not messing with y'all no more. Let's get the pod started. Um, all right, let's go. So the trade deadline happened, and it was eventful to say the least it wasn't like our last few deadlines where we had a lot of big names a lot of like mega moves but there were some moves that are going to like readjust the the playoff projections and what might happen in the postseason um let's start with you guys' favorite player well, one of Josh's ex favorite players. I don't know how he still feel about him. Nah, nah, he's still he's still my guy. D Lo, who got us out the dumps. Him and Sean Mark Tubbs get us get us out the dumps. But um that trade, I like what Minnesota did. Um Can we go over they, the trade before you just yeah. say what you like what they did? Um yeah. Warriors traded D Lo, Jacob Evans the third, Omari Spellman for Andrew Wiggins and a top three protected. 2021 first round pick and a 2021 second round pick. Okay, so Josh, what you were saying, you like what the Wolves did? So I like, like, I don't really like this deal for the Warriors because it's, it's Wiggins. Yeah, we, we had this conversation about Wiggins. Like you said, he's Jeff Green, is what you Keep said, Josh. And um, he's, he's uber talented, but it's only so far that we could say that for so long. And We'll see. We didn't, I don't know because I don't like how he fit as a third option when it was Jimmy Butler and Cat. How is he going to fit as the fourth option on the team now? Just because the culture is like, I guess it's good in um, Golden State doesn't mean, you know, this player is going to just come out of nowhere. He's going to be fine being a fourth option. Maybe the offense will be easier, the cuts and everything, him being more open. But he never had to do this before. He never had to be like, oh, just spot up. And just cut, and we'll find you. So we'll. I gotta see. This is to be determined for the Warriors on my side. But for the um the Timberwolves, I like what they GM is doing. They new they new GM. He got his disgruntled star, his best friend, one of his best friends. So now he could be happy. As you see, they just smoked the Clippers last night. But that was without Delo. So you know, you see what you see what Happy Cat does. And happy Cat. <laughs> happy Cat. <laughs> You see what Happy Cat does. You got D'Lo. And I'm going to touch up on a trade that we didn't announce yet, but we didn't say. They also got Malik Beasley. I really like that for them, too. Yeah, Malik like Beasley is another good young player. So they, they're acquiring good talent around Cat and D'Lo now. Just got to get some defenders. But I give I give Minnesota A on this one. What do you give the Warriors? Incomplete. They're giving out great incomplete. You got to see how it fit? I got to see how it fit, and I got to see what that pick is like next year. Or what they okay. do with, like, say if they, like, repackage this for something else. I got to see. And what's their reaction to the trade? Um, I feel like the Warriors kind of won this trade just okay. because 
just because what it sets up in the long term to really compete in free agency again, like another star at the free agency. Also, I mean, it's Wiggins. So he may, he always had an offensive game. He's probably inefficient. So probably being in this Warriors offense, he, they don't let him rock out for the rest of the year and just let him like flow and get accustomed to the Warriors culture the next year. We're going to see how he really fits being the fourth option. But if Harrison Barnes could thrive as the fourth option in Golden State, what's the point of time? I think Andrew Wiggins should be fine. Honestly, if, um, Andrew, if, Harrison, if Harrison Barnes could survive as like a fourth option. But I and Wiggins I understand. Is I understand. Wiggins is probably, will probably be a better Harrison Barnes. But he was complaining about touches when Jimmy Butler and Cat what are the first two options over him? I, be, I, think, I mean, you can complain about touches when it's like, I know Cat's better than you and Jimmy Butler's better than you, but the, you're surrounding yourself around Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green. These are three-time champs. He's he going uh, to shoot more than Draymond, believe that. He's going to shoot way yeah. more than Draymond. So he's, he's like the third him. option again. But this is like, I feel like if, what if, we got to think about what if it don't work like that. Because we always give the Warriors benefit of the doubt. Yeah. The only reason Sometimes why smart people make bad decisions. I feel like this whole D'Lo thing didn't work because we didn't get D'Lo with the full team. So it was really like we he, we had to cut his losses and just I don't, I don't think it was going And it was a good on the flip side it was a good move by Minnesota to desperately yeah. keep their upset star happy by acquiring the yeah, Russell. And they got they got both of them locked down for like the next four years at least. So. And, and I think we, I think one of us said it that two out of the three of D'Angelo Russell, Cat, Cat, and Devin Booker are going to play together sooner or later. So um, when I look at it from the Warriors side, I see it more as like a um, like a respectable gamble. They game because it's just like they got what we know is a talented player who could be a good defender who has all, like, he's still very young. And, like, How they keep on Andrew Wiggins. 25. Yeah, get to, by 25. We can look that up, though. Somebody look that up. But, um, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. I think that... Uh, he yelled at us to do that. I didn't yell at y'all. I said it like in voice. <laughs> I'm not... He's 24. Mad. He's 24. 24. That's still mad. Damn. He's but, about um, to be 25 in, like, two weeks. So I think go. that Andrew Wiggins could fit the worry as well. I think, but I, I feel like this says more, like, I feel like we should take a bigger look at D'Lo, like, because what the Warriors, the Warriors traded D'Lo for Andrew Wiggins, bro. Like, that should be, like, bring up questions, bro. That's a, I, uh, that I that's know. something that we should question. That's that. They had D'Lo for what? Five months? Was that five months they had him for? Four months? Yeah. Something along yeah. those lines, right? And they saw him for four or five months and was like, I'm straight. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's- that, that says something. Yeah, man. But my, that says something. That does my, say, yo, bro, the Warriors did not bring him in there and say, you know what? Like, all right, it's one thing if they traded him, but they traded him for Andrew Wiggins, bro. It wasn't like they really went out there and got somebody. And picks. So, and picks. All right, listen. <laughs> You're right. They got picks. But I feel like because part of this is we got to give the Nets code. Because remember, even before D'Lo came to the Lakers, or the, the Nets, there's a lot of questions about him as a person and as a player. Then he came to the Nets, Sean Marks and the Nets culture put a good system around him where he could flourish in. And he had the ball a lot, which made him, you know, he's going to put numbers up with the ball a lot. Yeah. The best 
organization over the last six years in the league got him for six months, one of the best talent evaluating teams in the league, and said, nah, we straight. That should say something about what happened with D'Angelo Russell in Golden State. Either he went there, checked out, or they or they saw something they ain't like. Do you blame him playing with 10 other G League players? Yeah, you're not wrong about that. No, you're not wrong about that. I'm just saying, if it, I feel like it's something we got to monitor now. It's something worth monitoring. That like I feel like the Warriors had to trade him before his stock went completely down playing with these G League players. Like, you might as well get him while his stock is somewhat more at now rather than it would be I, I in think, the offseason. But I feel you. But I also think that the rest of the league knows that, too. They know he's playing with G Leaguers. I think it's something the Warriors saw from inside their facility that was like, nah, this is not hit. Because think about well, it. They've been around Clay, okay. Steph, and Draymond for the last 10 years pretty much. They know what winners look like. You know what I'm saying? They know what that is. here's the thing. Is. Yeah. Here's one thing they're missing that they that they had before when Clay, Steph, and Draymond was young. They're missing Jerry West. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I'll give you that. I'll give so, you that. So, I'm going to see, because, listen, I'm going to D-load defender. Because I wasn't, I wasn't bashing him. I just said Kyrie's better. That's why, you know, we sadly going to have to go with Kyrie and, you know, Kevin Durant. But that's that's why we got rid of D'Lo. D'Lo would have probably still been on the Nets. So it's like, it's just unfortunate events of D'Lo keep getting moved at this point. Well, we'll just leave it. Well, I'm, I, I was just like saying, like, I'm not knocking him. I'm just saying, like, now we have more to monitor, like, We'll leave, we'll leave the okay. whole deal fair. Fair. on to be decided because I just think it's weird that a player that we openly have all bashed for like five years, Andrew Wiggins, everybody, we bashed him. We like, yo, this dude's not it. They just traded mm-hmm. him for him. I'm not saying that. And like their numbers are the same. You know what I mean? So they probably feel like the production level could pretty much be the same. You know what I mean? I'm just saying some, it, it leaves something for me, something to like want to see from D'Lo in Minnesota. Like, they traded you for Wiggins. Proved everybody like they was bugging out for that one. You know what I mean? Like that's because like I just think D'Lo could have fetched fetched a lot more than Andrew Wiggins. You know what I mean? The part of D'Lo that I saw okay. in Brooklyn was worth more than Andrew Wiggins and what should be like a late first or a mid a mid round first. But in a mid first from the Warriors, yeah, the Warriors gonna be good. Yeah, I see what you're saying because I thought you know it was gonna be more picks involved. Yeah, if you know, was getting Andrew Wiggins. So uh, you you make a sense. You make a sense. Yeah, yeah I feel it like wasn't that much. Kind of more of a risk for. The Timberwolves for a little bit because trading that top three protected pick is pretty tough. Yeah, that, yeah that's next year though. Because that's, even it's not like it's this year. A deal got to be Cat all Tandem, in. Like what? What seed is that though? Even next year? Oh, they, you you have to put defensive players around them because yeah, that's well, if they one. leave it like how it is. That is at best probably a forty something win team, and that's not enough to make the playoffs. I don't. Like, the thing is, I don't know how much better they're going to be than the team they had with Andrew Wiggins. Because, like, if we talk about number production, the numbers that Andrew Wiggins and D'Lo put up are almost identical. Like, they're both about 23, 24 a game. You know what I mean? I know Minnesota needed a point guard, and that's, so that, that's going to fix a lot of things. But now you have straight up two – like, Cat should be a good defender, but he's not. We know D'Lo's a bad defender. So you're going to have one of the worst defenses in the league unless you put some real defenders around them. And if you don't do that, that team will end up in the lottery again. And if you get the fucking Warriors a lottery pick next year, bro, 
That's why I say it's a boomer bust because yeah. they already unpackaged this. Like they unloaded D. Lowe's contract, Jacob Evans, Amari Spellman. And then they did a side trade, like a little minor trade with the Glenn Robinson and Alec Burks. They shipped him to Philly. So Spoilers. it's clear they said, my, my fault is a little segue. <laughs> but damn, it feels like they're just trying to really clear up some cap to really play in the offseason. They're looking at Giannis, dog. Yeah, they're looking at Giannis. And if they might have a potential, if let's say the Timberwolves are a boom team, like they're a bus team like, next year. And that's why I say the Warriors grade for me is incomplete because I had to see a lot. There's a lot of options that could happen with why they did this move. The absolute worst case scenario is that they keep Andrew Wiggins instead of flipping him with the pick. Mate, um, yeah, well, I think is, he gets paid a lot of money, bro. Andrew Wiggins, like, well, he, he making like $30 million a year. He makes a lot of money. Like, so There's a team out there that would take that this year's pick with that, though. That yeah, I'm thinking that's a signing trade with Milwaukee. They're talking about signing trade. Mm, that's that not bad. No. Yeah. Like some one of the top three pick, top five pick, whatever the case may be, that can then turn to a James Wiseman, Anthony Edwards, LaMelo. A team will take a badass contract. Take yeah, you're that. right. You're right. So. You're right about that one. So um we leave a lot to be um to to figure out with this trade. It's just it's weird to me. Um I'm not sure what to make of it, but we'll see, man. Yeah, we, we will see. We will definitely I'm not, see. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure about it. I think that both teams took gambles because Minnesota's just doing anything to keep Cat happy. That's what this move was. You know what I mean? Yeah, like both these teams took a risk. It's not like no but, team actually won this trade. Yeah, well, the Warriors won because they're the Warriors, and next year they're going to have Clay Curry. Both teams could win this trade. They could. They could. Yeah. But they could both fuck up. Yeah. I, I think there's a higher chance of Minnesota fucking up because Minnesota has just be fucking up like all the time. So. Yeah. I, I like Warriors. his new GM, man. He went out there. He got some players. You know, he and had a, he inherited a horrible, a horrible roster, and you know he's doing his thing now. Yeah. Well, what and what they um? Let's get back to the trade deadline a little bit. Um. The next, the most inter- another interesting trade that happened was a three-team trade between Miami, Memphis, and Minnesota again, in which Miami acquired Andre Iguodala, Jay Crowder, and Solomon Hill. Memphis acquired Gorgie Deng, Dion Waiters, Justice Winslow, and Minnesota acquired James Johnson. So he's a good defender. If we go back to the defender thing, they already starting. They already starting with the little defender, putting them here and there. Yeah, so they got there. But the the team that the most interesting team of these three team trade was the Miami Heat. With um, you know, one thing you gotta respect about Pat Riley, man, is once he smelled blood in the water, he go for it. He see the East is open this year, and he is all the way in on trying to win the East this year. He went. The Iguodala was a gamble because we don't know what he is. He's an older player. He's a lot of very. And they extended him two more well, years. No, no, no. I like what they did. They gave him, they extended him for this year and next year as a team option. So Pat oh, okay, Riley, okay. He's, is, is, he tested him out. He's kicking the tires on him. Like, yo, if you're good, we'll pay you next year. But if you're not, we will drop you immediately. And that's the kind of player Iguodala is right now at this point in his career. Um, I think Jay Crowder was another really interesting pickup for them because, you know, tough defender. You hit threes. He fits the whole, the, the whole vibe of that team right now. Yeah, you know, yeah. very switchable. 
Um, that's a scary team in the playoffs, especially defensively, like all like between Jimmy Butler, Jay Crowder, Andre Iguodala, and Bam. Those are four good defenders who can who very versatile can switch onto a lot of different positions. It's gonna be it's gonna be a hard team to score on. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Uh, and I heard the war the the Heat even reached out to the Warriors about Draymond, which clearly didn't happen. But that just shows you what their intentions are for this year. They really believe in this team this season. They really are yeah. out here trying because I, I do think they could win the East. I'm not, but I'm not. I don't think that's like the overstatement. It's possible. In the East. Yeah. For sure, I don't Possibly. got them winning the East. No, I don't got them winning it, but it's very real. They got a real chance to like Minnesota's the best team in the East, but I don't think they're they like when the playoffs come, bro. When the playoffs come, we know what Eric Bledsoe do. We saw what a lot of those guys did last year as the games got tighter. A lot of those dudes disappeared and left it all up to Giannis. And if that's the same team that comes to the playoffs this season, I think a team led by Jimmy Butler, who's completely switched Miami's um, personality. That team has adopted Jimmy Butler's personality. Them, they're a bunch of dogs out there. They could, be, they could be anybody out East, you know? Um, so I have I have the utmost respect for what yeah. Pat Riley and Miami Heat are doing right now. Um, no, that definitely is a good pickup on um, Pat Riley's behalf. Just to get some more vets, because there's a whole influx of young talent in Miami. So I feel like they definitely needed some well, a lot of veteran leadership beyond Jimmy Butler. And, and they had a lot of vets who was even playing. Yeah. But so now you kind of got meaningful vets. And I'm happy kind of they freed Iggy, even though Iggy did the city of Memphis foul. But they freed him. Yeah. And we're going to see what we can do on the... On to, to, touch on, to touch on the, the Iggy thing real quick, I didn't like how Iggy handled that. I didn't like the report. Like, and like I understand he's an older player. From the beginning of the year, he did say, I'm not going to do this with y'all. I'm not really here for that. But I think if somebody's paying you, fam, then like all, well, he's making like $16 million a season. If someone's giving you that much money, the least you could do is show up and be a vet for the kids. You know what I mean? And show people why they should trade for you, the kind of quality of a guy again and character-wise besides just what you could put on court. Yeah. But, um, I was definitely not winning Team Man of the Year award anytime soon. Um, but yeah, so it, it was. But we'll we'll move on to um, Minnesota's small addition at this point. <laughs> so yeah, man, James Jones to Minnesota. It was a good look for Minnesota. It's just on the, what we were talking about before, they're adding reasonable defenders around a bad defensive team right now, which is all you really need. Um, because we have two offensive weapons, so we'll see what Minnesota does from there. Memphis, who we have not touched on. The most interesting addition that they got was Justice Winslow, a guy who hasn't really played. So I'm not really too big on the addition of Justice Winslow because I haven't seen him big in a long time. In, big injury history. Uh, yeah, that's but, the one thing about him. He could play, but yeah. is he could play. And he's very versatile. That's the thing. Like he can, he goes, he'll play, he'll, he'll guard one, two, three, through three easily. You know what I mean? And, um, mm-hmm. We know in the NBA that's like the most important thing now having versatile defenders, and um, I just hope he can stay on the court. That's really what it is. Because now, like, because even with them bringing back up what's son who got in trouble for wilding out at them rolling loud, Josh Jackson, Josh yeah. Jackson, um, he been looking good Josh since he Jackson. came back. He been looking good since he oh, came back. I know why you're saying that. Because he elbowed Porzingis, huh? <laughs> nah, it's not. Broke his nose. <laughs> nah, I like I, I like that though. I like that. I like that. <laughs> but um, that's not why I said that. I said it because he fits the mold of that team. He's a defender. He's gonna play hard. He gives them a tough edge, which they clearly needed after like the like the Knicks son the few of them a few weeks ago. They need they need somebody who's willing to fight for no reason. 
Um, but I like the direction of Memphis. I just um, hope that um, Justin Winslow can stay healthy. And, you know, adding Deion Waiters is either a plus or a minus. You never know. You really don't. I heard they're going to buy him out. Yeah. Damn. All right. So, there you go. Um, (laughs) Deion can help a team, though. Like, you know where I think he ends up if um, he gets bought out? Philly. That would be a very good pickup for Philly. Philly needs a guy like that. He's from there, too. Yeah. No, they don't. Yeah, that would – they do need a guy like Dion. They do, but that locker room is already toxic, bro. So, just add more toxicity to it. Don't, okay, we're going, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, not going to uh, my son. I'm surprised, he, I'm surprised Al Hofer didn't get moved during the deadline. That's one that kind of – like, well, he, he got a big contract. I, That's probably why. That's going to be their downfall. I feel it's that and um, they want an extra body for Giannis. I feel like they're really trying to prepare for Giannis and they want that extra body because he has experience on stopping Giannis. Well, guess what? So, you got to get you got to get there. You got to get to Giannis to play him. You know what I mean? And they, that is the way true. Philly looking, they might play him in the first round, fam. You know what I mean? Like, nah, they're not going to drop that low. They're not, they're not going to drop below the nets. Hell no. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know, man. Um, that maybe that's something we should touch on a little bit. Uh, let's just touch some more, like the last few of these trades. The four-team trade that um, involved the Houston Rockets um, acquiring Robert Covington, Atlanta Mm-mm-mm. acquiring Clint Capella and Nene. Yo, I always like that Nene don't got a last name. Like he just go like like he prints or something. Nene, he never even asked him what his last name is. <laughs> his first name is Hilario. Yeah, Hilario. Yeah, that's it. Um, <laughs> Minnesota getting Malik Beasley, Juancho Hernan Gomez, Evan Turner, Atlanta's first round pick in 2020 via the Nets. Wow, why they get what the hell? That's gonna be a good pick. Um, and they didn't even have to give that up in the Warriors trade. That's what I'm like. I'm confused. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. You get what I'm saying. Like the, the I really feel like I said something about D'Lo, bro. But I'm not really trying to kill him because I like D'Lo. But um. Denver gets Gerald Green and Houston's first round pick. So Denver got nothing out of this pick, out of this trade. Um, they just got a pick, yeah. first round pick. That's it. Yeah, but like Houston's first round pick is going to be like what the twenty fifth pick of the draft. Um, still something. In, still something. In, in in what's shaping up to be a bad draft, but um, let's start with Houston. Houston getting Robert Covington. Like Robert Covington is like the blueprint of kind of the players you want now. Can guard probably three to four positions. Um, shoots threes. Um. Can can play a few different positions, which definitely fits into like Houston's like like now they a hundred percent bought into that positionless basketball thing because they have no center. Um, super small ball, super small ball. They really they went for it, which you gotta respect because they've been crashing into a wall the last few years. That wall was named the Warriors, but um, they've been crashing into a wall and they're trying stuff. I think this year was the worst year to try this because you're gonna have to go through some big bodies to get to the finals. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, they kind of should have tried this with Chris Paul on the roster because with Chris Paul on the roster, this team makes a lot more sense because you have uh, a smart player and a good defender in Chris Paul. Uh-huh. But, I could uh, give you we'll a little see. bit about the Rockets. Yeah. They Wode said on the show, I think it was after the trade line, that um, the Rockets actually, they was trying to get a center. They was calling in the Nets for DeAndre Jordan. Mm. And but the Nets are just not interested, you know. I guess they you don't want them to be yeah, your two stars to be upset about trading their friend so early on in the process. But um and I don't know what else the Nets would have got back in that 
in that deal? Because what do you, what do you, as the Nets, what are you getting back in that deal? If Clint Houston Capella's already... Houston nothing to give, bro. Exactly. Everything so that's why Sean Merchant was like, nah. And then the other thing was um, with Covington. It's not regarding the the Rockets. Covington is probably the perfect player now to play with Cat and D'Lo. That's what is another thing that's confusing to me. It's like, no, if you yep. really want yep. to build like something around those guys, Covington is the perfect guy. But that I feel that minute the Minnesota trade was completely a panic move. They felt because from what I um, I wish I had sources, but from um, from. Um, Ryan Vasillo's sources. He said that they were Cat was like Cat <laughs> was even Vasillo or Bill Simmons. I forget which one of them said it, but Cat was going like giving feelers out all around the league to see what what who wants them and what would they would give up. So he was really getting tired of the Minnesota situation. So Dila was more of like a, a desperation. We need to keep Cat healthy, healthy yeah. thing. So they they weren't building a good team. They were just you know wilding out doing doing their thing, man. Now I feel but, like uh, Robert Covington is a good pickup. Yeah. Especially for the super small ball, because it's looking like they're going to run a five-out offense the whole time. And I agree with you say of how you'd be better if they did have Chris Paul. But I feel like Russell Westbrook's that perfect downhill player that can attack that open spacing. That he's like the perfect one second to James Harden to get into the line, getting those yeah. extra extra yeah. points and extra possessions. Offensively, they're going to be a problem like every other year. But now it's like, yo, you got to see AD, Dwight Howard, and even someone he, like JaVale McGee. Like, you got to see I Jokic, think, too. You got to gotta see Rico Gobert. You got to see actual bigs. Yeah. Keep it a stack. When, yeah, did ever, when did that ever stop D'Antoni from uh, prospering in the regular season? But that's a regular season. We don't care yeah. about that no more. No, we, we know what's going to happen. No we know what's going to happen in the playoffs. So I'm not even looking over that. They look they're, at, like, they're going to probably be, depending on matchups, they're going to be a first-round exit. Like... I think of the people we just named, like Gobert, there's a possibility they play Gobert off the court. Like they if they could really pull, if they if they could really go hard, like and but Utah got options. Like I don't want to get all the way into it, but like a dude like Paul Millsap can easily slide over to the five if you let in, um if you let in um fucking oh. what's who they got at the five now? What, um the Rockets, what's his name? PJ Sneakers, Good Feats, Good Feats, PJ Tucker. Um, my thing is, yeah. if you don't have a big man, especially like in the sense of Gobert, like he's such an anchor in their defense that they drop from like first to like or to a top defensive team to like a bottom end without him on the court. That's true. Utah will get packed up. They got to need. I feel the same way about Denver. They need a big, like a big that is not lateral on their feet with any kind of degree. Houston's going to pack them up. I don't know. I I think I guess it's the like the trade off. Because the thing is. All right, if I'm Denver, there's no way I'm benching Jokic. So I'm going to have to trade that off. I'm going to have to trade off you killing me on one side. But the thing is, three people miss a lot more threes than they miss layups, man. If you miss two threes and I come back down the court and just punish whatever small guy you have behind me every play, eventually the lead becomes in- insurmountable. I but, agree with um, that. But it's tough to really outshoot a team that shoots with, like, so much possessions in the game that all those threes will eventually catch up. They're going to fall eventually, and they're going to fall potently. Well, no, nah, that's not true, bro. We've seen them We've seen them miss a lot of threes once the postseason starts, especially now adding Russell Westbrook. 27 straight. We missed that 27 straight. I was going to bring that up. Yeah, uh, that. But that um, I like that you brought Westbrook. That's the other reason they said they traded Capella, because they said on the floor they didn't want two people that couldn't shoot, Capella and Westbrook. So yeah, that was another reason why they traded Capella. 
I feel you. Listen, man, all these trades are, are to be decided what was good and what was not. Um, but in my defense, just sorry to cut you off one last time. Go ahead, man. You need a fucking center. Yes, you do. Yeah, like okay, what? I don't care. I don't what, care. Uh, and not a 38-year-old Tyson Chandler. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Bro, but, um, that's all you got. I think in the long run, this ends bad for the Rockets. And if I'm giving my end-of-season projections, Daryl Morey's going to get fired. Mike D'Antoni maybe got one more season than him after this, and then he's going to get fired. Because the Houston GM been over – like, the Houston owner, they've been over the cap for a few, a few years. and they've yeah. been, So they've been losing money and losing playoff series. So um, this is that – and we know, all know with the China situation and how D'Antoni – I mean, um, Darren Morey handled that. The NBA got have, mm-hmm. has his head on a, on a cross already, on, like, a stick already. So, like, he's, he's going to be done one way or another. He's a great GM. I can't really – I don't see where he's going to go besides um, – after Houston, he might just go somewhere and make money. Because um, Daryl Moore is a smart dude, but I do think his NBA career is coming to an end. And if D'Antoni continues to flame out in the playoffs, I think his career is also coming to his, his Houston career because another team will give him a shot. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, then we have – we'll go to, like, the the, the, the next trade on the do- – let's just talk Wait. about the Andre Drummond trade. Oh, you got something to say? Go ahead. I was about to say, nobody cares. Yeah, let's no, we'll just hit that real quick. Um, they got him for a bag of chips, bro. Legit, yo. All right, let's. I'm gonna keep it. I'm a basketball nut. I had no idea John Henson or Brandon Knight was still in the NBA. None. I, I, I was keep not it like sure. this. I even though they was on the Cavs. The best I'm thing saying. about this trade. The best thing about this trade is that Brandon Knight has to put this Pistons jersey back on. Oh yeah, from the year he died. This is when we stopped respecting him. And you know what's funny? The two people that did him the dirtiest are on the Brooklyn Nets together. So when he sees Brooklyn, he got to run that thing with Kyrie and DeAndre Jordan. True. Imagine like they do an ISO. <laughs> Imagine they ISO him out and let Kyrie cross him up. He's going to have like, a flashback, boy. <laughs> He's going to be shook. He's going to be like Sam Donald seeing ghosts. Yes. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. He said it, not me, fam. Um... <laughs> But like, could you imagine they ISO him against Kyrie, and then DJ comes to like a nasty screen, and then like catch another lob? If he doesn't re- announce his retirement after that game, pride is a bitch. We gotta watch Brandon Knight, man. He might, he might be on on that watch. <laughs> yeah, that watch. You're not gonna say what that watch is, but you know what time you know what it is. Saying? He might be on that watch. But um, let's talk about a more interesting. They have two disgruntled stars. And Kevin Love and Drummond now. I I get the move for them. Kick the tires on something when you just give up bags of chips, but hey. Uh, crazy thing if they ha- crazy thing is if they had more guard talent and like more wing talent, or just a more talent team, team in general. Team. This is not a bad big man tandem to have. And it, since- it, no, yeah. in two thousand and again in two thousand and nine it wasn't this is yo, Andre Drummond is one of the biggest like Losers of being born at the year he was. Yo, Andre Drummond was born in nineteen like seventy eight, bro. We be talking about him as one of the greatest centers. Like, yo, his numbers were crazy. He just never surrounded him with nothing. But now, since we really understand basketball more and understand analytics, he is ass. He is walking empty stats. Like, I really wanted him to go to Atlanta so him and Trey Young could just empty stat binge together and just like, oh, Drummond has thirty and twenty. Young has thirty and eleven. The Cavs lose. I mean, the Hawks lose by sixty tonight. You know what I mean? Shit like that. That's what I want to see. Like, is like, Drummond is 
Just Cleveland still purgatory. Purgatory. Od. Like Cleveland's um, purgatory. And if like it kind of says exactly how they felt about him in Detroit, bro. They got a second. Put it like this: they got a second round pick for him. That's all they got for him: a second round pick. Because Brandon Knight and John Henson was just cat filler. They got a yeah. second round pick for that man. And that's disgusting. Bro, he, he's led the NBA in rebound in three straight years, bro. Like he's just one of those dudes where the numbers is good, but the production just don't add up. And yeah, he's not it, bro. He he's not it. it. Uh, let's get a, let's get let's let's get away from this horrible, disgusting. Um, let's talk about. I don't even want to trade. talk about the 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 Midwest. Yuck. Um, let's talk about your next and uh, trading away your guy. Uh, he wasn't my guy, so I'm fine with talking about this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I enjoyed the Marcus Morris time in um, New York. He tried to bring back that whole New York tough, gritty shit, which was cool. You know what I'm saying? But it's only cool to be tough and gritty when you're winning. When you're losing, you just look like an angry man. So it was cool while he was here. He played hard. Um, he was leaving. And, well, his contract was up at the end of the season anyways. So I'm not as mad. And we got a first-round pick for him. Like, Mo Harkless is an okay player. But we got a first-round pick for a guy who was leaving. Yes, it's a Clippers first-round pick, so it's going to be low in the draft. But it's an asset. Like we've been saying, everyone is accumulating as much assets as they possibly can right now. So, Finally um, being a rebuilding team. Finally, no, man. Finally. It's funny because the Knicks pretty much just forced themselves into being a rebuilding team. Like, they didn't want to be this. It's just like, no, it just like, happened to be not, a rebuilding team. Even think, in the summer, they could have did this shit in the summer. They had excess amount of cap space. Yes, I get it that the signing of Julius Randle, I get that. I'm not coming at them for that. The Marcus Morris thing was kind of confusing to me, but at the same time, they need vets in the locker room. I get it. But they should use some of that cat face for like Bobby Porter's. I don't know how much they signed him for. Just trade, use that cat space, get a pick. That's what rebuilding the teams do. The Knicks was just trying to do quick fixes. And now they actually got rid of the guy who was trying to do the quick fixes. And now they actually being a little bit competent. Finally. And, like, do and let's put it like fixes. a little more, let's put a little more like um perspective on that. A lot of those signings were Steve Mills signings. Steve Mills thought they were a playoff team. I don't think Scott Perry ever assumed this was a playoff team. I think he was just like, this is my boss right now. That's what he wanted to do. This is what we're doing. I think he always saw Morris as an asset and like Bobby Porras and these guys. They just never – Bobby Porras hasn't been able to produce enough to, to show himself as an asset this season. Taj Gibson either. Like, so the fact that they even got a first-round pick for someone who's walking out the door – because I'll tell you this, if they'd assign Morris to a two-year contract, if motherfucking um, Minnesota got basically two firsts for Covington, what the hell was we going to get for Marcus Morris? Because he is a better version of Robert Covington. And um, it, um, listen, like, the Knicks really not a basketball, like, basketball team right now. They're a rebuilding team, so I'm happy they did that. But the real pre- people to talk about in this trade are the Clippers, because now they gotta the, come up. That the, the like the oh, my only fear with Marcus Morris is that he is a ball stopper, and on the team with Paul George and Co- and a Paul George and Kawhi who are already ball stoppers, and Lou Williams who's already a ball stopper, it's kind of un- it's kind of scary to add one more ball stopper who isn't afraid to be a ball stopper and will wish somebody will tell him he's stopping the ball. Is that problem? And once again, we might be looking at how the Celsius were last year. Too much talent, probably on one team. Yes, it looks nice on paper, but you got to see how they match. Like you said, everybody wants the ball. Now you got Lou Will. 
with less touches. You got um, Montrez Harrell with less touches. You got all these other guys having less touches now because it's too much talent. And I feel like they still did not address the big man situation. You know what I, I like? Anthony Davis go have a field day. He is, but to your big man, to your unbought, to your not too much talent um, point, I would say Paul George and Kawhi religiously missed time. Like Marcus Morris is gonna get like, I think it was also like a, oh when Kawhi takes those off off days, you still got someone who can give you twenty filling that okay, spot. That's fair. Now, you know what I mean? That's fair. So it's yeah. like same thing with Paul George when they rested him. Marcus Morris can step right in and like, all right, fifteen shots tonight. Oh shit, that's lit. So certain nights he know I'm gonna be shooting between seven and ten times. And certain nights, you know, I get about fifteen shots tonight, and I'm good with that. So I think that could work out postseason. I feel you know, like he's a great fit. Down. Personality wise, this is the toughest team. Like these are some dogs between them and yeah. Miami. They got some dogs on those rosters now. I feel like so, he's yeah. definitely cuffing like that that mini KG role of like I don't care as long as you're on my team, I'm gonna ride for you. Kind Ooh. of thing going. Marcus Morris. Morris. And definitely, if you pair that up with another person like that, like Pat Bev, who man, free his brother, bro. Yeah, free yeah, Markeith for real. Um, free Markeith, but definitely Marcus Morris got to come up. And yeah, he did. He did. I just want to note, poor it man, free it. No, you can't, can't say that. You can't, I can't say that. And I will say that. You Bostonian started it. I can't say that, and I will say that. Bring it back. Franchise. I hope you find that. Why y'all, did, yo, why y'all did him like that? Let's bring IT back. Danny Ainge, bring IT back. For what, the minimum? When y'all supposed Absolutely. to give him 100 mil? Yo, so what? <laughs> so what? You want this ring or not? What ring? Y'all not win the rings. <laughs> you heard me. The ring. That's... Yeah, yeah. Hope you get one from a coin machine. Yo, um, fucking hater. Um, the yeah, minor trade. Good trade. Yeah, both teams won this. I don't game. know Washington. what it was for the Washington. I don't know. Just taking a chance on a young player. I don't know. Yeah, but, Robinson. It was Washington. Washington. What do they really have to lose? Nothing. They don't got shit to lose. We got a few I more minor. We got a few more minor deals happened the other day. No one really cares for Warriors traded Glenn Robinson in the third. Alex Burke, 76 is for a second round pick. A bunch of nothing. Some second round picks removed. Freedom cap space. Atlanta traded Jabari Parker and um, Dwayne Dead for Dwayne and Alex Len for Dwayne Deadman. Welcome back. Okay. Welcome back. And Houston traded Jordan Bell to Memphis and Bruno Bruno Kabulico. Um, Jordan Bell. Um, Jordan Bell's always been an interesting player to me. Um, Houston. Houston got. Well, Houston traded him, so maybe and he went to Memphis. So it's another team, young team. They they get young. They're a young team. They're trying things. I don't care about those trades. I don't know if you guys do. If you guys got yeah. any like, thoughts about them. Those are pretty, um, those are pretty meaningless. Yeah, it's pretty meaningless. Yeah. So the trade deadline... Just gotta, you know, just had to put it there, you know? Yeah, trade deadline was yeah. interesting. It um definitely, definitely shook up the league a little bit. We'll see how these... Oh, let's just talk about the petty war between the Lakers and the Clippers, man. Like, why is every free agent tied to them now? It's like they're the only teams in the league. Welcome to the Cold War. Yeah, right? That's what you can say. Uh, for real. I'm not a big war. fan. And I saw a report from Mark Stein saying that Reggie Jackson might get a buyout. And the the favorite team to land him is the Clippers. They another person? Like, come on. And they got the whole league. They got the whole league, man. Step up. But I, I, I just want to hear if they win. 
I want to hear what they did to the Warriors, what all these fans were saying about the Warriors. But do you see the team, though? Like, I bet you I'm not going to hear it, though. I bet you I'm not going to hear well, it. Well, I, I don't think it's the same, though. It's not the same thing, Josh. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, yes, the Warriors had Steph, Clay, KD, and Draymond. But after that, oh, and Iggy. After that, it was like the team was like, all right, Sean Livingston is, he losing a little step here and there, and then all these other random guys, right? Kevin Looney. That's not, all of a sudden, all of a sudden like, he's good now. Kevin Looney's not good. He's good. Kevin Looney's not good. Listen, when I'm you just got, saying. I'm just when saying. You got three eight. top twenty players, bro. Three top fifteen players. Listen, <laughs> that <laughs> is got, fair. I'm just saying they have a more well-rounded roster. This is true. This is true. This is true. Okay, yeah. so we'll come back and you can slander the Clippers later because we know you hate Paul George. No, I'm not saying all your Paul George. All your Paul George. No, no, no. Is in your back pocket. I told you he's Don't safe for Black History Month. He's safe for Black History Month? Yeah, he's safe. Yeah. All right, well. I'll, I'll be back in the playoffs to... with that Paul George slander. Black History Month. You you so you're going to kill playoff, T, playoff P during playoff P time? Push off P. Crazy what you man. mean? Push off P. So, why are you hating? Grow up. But um, let's move on. What the fuck is going on in Philly? That is something that we all need answered. And our whole thing is the real problem in Boston, man. That's all. That's what I'm getting from this. That's the vibes I'm getting. Listen, man. Last year, Boston had locker room problems. Oh, who's on that team? Al Horford. But you know, Kyrie was the most, you know, popular oh, to blame at the time. So, Josh, are you saying Al Horford's a cancer? Is it Al Horford's fault? It may be him. It may be him. Because now, how in Philly? This is true. Oh, we having locker room problems. Da, 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 da. This is true. Even yeah. though Kyrie said what he said a couple weeks ago, I ain't hear no reports after saying the Nets have a locker room issue. Da, 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 da. I didn't have none of that. But in Philly, this is facts. They, everywhere they I want to go, everywhere he I don't know, man. Shit. Look, look, look. So I want to hear your defense for this one. So he, so he tanked <laughs> the Celtics season, not Kyrie. Well, I said, it's on Kyrie because he's the best player. But Al Horford is probably so we, he deserves so we some blame now. We're going sixty percent Horford, forty percent Kyrie. That's what we're doing here. Yeah, yeah, I'm good with that one. I'm down. All right, cool. I'm riding. And defend your <laughs> defend your man. Yeah, gonna have to add this to the counter. Yeah, niggas is wilding. Yeah, wilding the fuck out. <laughs> you have to add that one. Yo, yo, that's his new job. <laughs> you have to add this to the counter, bro. Because no way that you're gonna blame Al Horford. They just Al Horford is a, he's the victim in this situation. He's a victim. That's right. He, why, he, why is he thrown into these volatile ass locker rooms? Listen, if if bad no, relationships, no, no. If bad relationships keep following you, maybe you're the one. I don't you think so. Everybody else, because no, 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 no. See, he went to Philly for the bag, right? He went to Philly for the bag because nobody else was offering him that kind of money. So he left Boston because he wasn't matching that. And then we always knew. Or speculation of some budding tension between Embiid and Ben Simmons. We're not going front. Like, we always knew this wasn't a thing. But it was, it was all good last year with Jimmy Butler. And then, and then the moment Al Horford signs there and the team decides it to blow over because they signed. Cause, because Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid don't know how to, who wants to be the A and who wants to be the B of the team. You got to buy You got to buy Harris getting paid all this money. To do absolutely okay, no, to do what? I, you, I have the right. Yo, bro, you you're blaming your older brother. 
You deflect. He's blaming bro. his older I'm brother right now. Tobias Harris. Nah. How you gonna How you gonna blame the nigga who just signed here? You deflecting. He bro. just got here. You gonna blame him? Blame the leaders wow, of the team, bro. bro. Wow. Blame the leaders. The leaders. But they was fine last year when Jimmy Butler was there. Mm-hmm. All right. I hope for not Jimmy Butler. And Jimmy Butler mm-hmm. is stronger. That he is, is stronger. That may be the problem. Wait, 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 that may wait, be the wait, problem. wait, wait. He's not a strong. Philly needs a strong personality presence. person to lead that team. Listen, the problem. All right, if we Jimmy being Butler. real, we like all right. It's not at hope it's full. That team just a bad fit. <laughs> I feel like we joke. say this. We say this every week. That team just it's don't fit, fit together. It's a poorly constructed team. That's an AAU team. That is what you do. You like, yo, let's get the best kid from this area and the best kid from this area and just put them together. They're talented. That's exactly They're winning. What it is. That's what they did. This is an AAU team. It's never gonna work out until one of those guys is gone. Um, well, my thing is, sorry to cut you off. Like, go ahead, it, was, bro. it was always a weird fit with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid because it pushes Embiid to the three point line. Yeah. Which, it gets him out of his natural habitat, being in the post, because Ben Simmons has to be in the post just for the spacing problem. Yeah, is like they gonna have to trade one of them? Go. We've been they got to trade one of them. One the thing is, go. I feel like if you're talking about in, for basketball reasons, they should trade Embiid because they'll get more back from him. He's always hurt, and you clearly see how dynamic the offense is when Simmons is on court. But at the same time, Embiid probably the most popular Philly athlete since Iverson. Like straight he up, is. like they, I would trade Ben Simmons. Love him, yeah. See, I can't say you wrong. I just want the guy who's gonna play games. I want the guy who I know I'm gonna get like seventy to eighty games from a year. Like that's not the case with NBA. But my thing is, Ben Simmons can play all these games, but there's no serious progression. It's been year three, and we're still hitting you with the, yo. Know, if he gets a jump shot, if he, I, we we've been here for three, four years now. I'm, I'm Ben. Get it. Ben Simmons is similar to Pat to um to to Lamar Jackson in the sense that you got to build a very particular offense for him to be successful. That don't mean that you can't do it. That just means that it's very particular. Like he needs to be able to play in the areas that he's comfortable in. But and you see is, what happens. Oh yeah, my fault. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Say what you're about to say. I know what you're about to say. And, and you see what happens when whenever Embiid is out. How much better that Philly team plays. So, well, my yeah. thing is, yeah. my thing is with Ben Simmons is the only reason Embiid is playing this way and the offense slows out with Embiid in the lineup is because of Ben Simmons. I feel like with anybody else, Embiid will flourish. Vice versa. Once you get any of them off the Philly, away from each other, both of them will flourish. I feel like all of us are right, but the thing is, that um, eventually your availability to play has to be like your availability to play your health and your conditioning has to come into factor. And Simmons is head and shoulders above and beating all of that. He stays in good shape. He's an elite, elite defender. His condition, you've never heard anyone complain about him coming out of shape and being out of shape every year. He hurt every year is like eventually. And with seven foot guys who have like lingering injuries, they never get a hundred percent. So this is only going to get progressively worse as time goes on. Your best bet is to get what you can get for him right now and move on. Like, is there a chance he comes back and kills you? Yeah, but there's also a chance that he is never 100%. And I would just much rather take the gamble. You know what I mean? Like, I do love Embiid. I think when he's healthy, he's the best son in the game. But when's he healthy? Like, he's never – like, when's the last – we don't really hear of him being healthy too often. And um, yeah. 
So you rather and, like, trade and beat over Simmons? I rather trade them just just off for like availability. You know what I mean? And like Sim and B doesn't look like dedicated to the game. Like, bro, you twenty? What are you twenty four, twenty five, bro? He should no, be in the he best to be shape. Twenty seven, bro. Twenty seven. Think about. He should be in the best shape of his life, bro. He should be shown. He should be legitimately the most physical, physically dominating player in the league. Giannis is posting him up. That shouldn't be happening, bro. That's like, fair. And I mean, getting way more physical with him. Like, bro, you're a mm-hmm. center. Like a legit and that's what Shaq was making fun of him. He's like, oh, yeah, Mr. Softy. Look at Mr. Softy. <laughs> yeah, bro. But that's what he needs because he loved to be the troll. He loved to troll everybody. Now, you know, it's your turn, bro. Grow up. I mean, show us something. Now, right? That's nasty. How are you succeed in the East, bro? In the yeah. East, there's sixty. And you know what's crazy? I think OKC got a better record than them right now, or they got the same record. Bet Chris Paul. Chris Paul don't lose playoff games, man. He don't. He don't. He does, he does not mess. Chris Paul makes teams better. Point blank. Period. But it's not a thunder segment. Um, no, it does. But yeah, not a thunder segment. Uh. Let's see, whatever. Is there anything else to really touch on with Philly? Uh, yeah, so we all agree that Al Holford is the problem. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Al Holford needs to go. He does. He's a poison. He's a yeah. cancer. He's yep. just hurting the, he's hurting the situation out there. They were much better without him. Um, mm-hmm. I think all of that heavy Dominican-ness he brought into the locker room makes everyone uncomfortable. <laughs> and, you know... You know they 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 signed him just so they don't have to go against him because he was stopping them B two, so yeah. Hey, hey, you know Al Horford deserves this too. It's for leaving. Enjoy it. Leaving. Everyone leaving Boston. It's everybody else's fault, right, Ant? Yeah. Enjoy it. Yeah, it's IT, it's fault, right? That's not his fault. We miss mm-hmm. you, IT. Mm-hmm. We miss you, dog. Al Horford, you deserve this because you 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 willingly left. So enjoy it. Enjoy purgatory. Enjoy purgatory. purgatory. You know the funny part? All this shit you talking, they can still beat y'all in the playoffs. That's the fuck. Up. <laughs> they absolutely could. No, they absolutely yeah. could. Like y'all, y'all like the three seed and they six, so y'all be playing in the first round. That would be that would be hilarious if like all the shit we talking right now and like MB just coming to average thirty four and seventeen <laughs> against y'all for the full for the first round and just drag y'all out the playoffs. I will do the podcast with the same ass shit on my Kodak. Yeah, not seeing my face. Nah, fuck that. They you can't see you anyway. Paper bag. For Paper future bag reference, away. Josh. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, nah, man. I do think that Philly, Philly, with all this said, everything we just talked about with Philly, all that talent, they could still make the Eastern Conference Finals. They could still make the NBA mm-hmm. Finals. That's the funny part. Of everything we just said, they could still make the Eastern Conference Finals or the NBA Finals because talent, over they overrun it with talent in Philly, bro. Because we're not even talking about Mister. Is is um Tobias Harris like the 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 bet the worst good player in the NBA now? He's like just okay, floats. Alright, allegedly that's my doppelganger. So I'm here to to defend my son Tobias' name. Allegedly, him. allegedly that's your cousin, bro. And at minimum, that's your cousin. Long lost brother. All right. Long You're not going to disrupt my son, cousin Tobias, like this. You feel me? Cousin, cousin Tobias. Cousin Tobias. Oh my God. Hey, come on. I, I, I can't drop. I can't drop other podcast names anymore. <laughs> wow. Wait. Listen. 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 You, Eric Pascal. Whatever his name is, that's you. Eric Pascal. Eric Pascal? Yeah, that's Josh. <laughs> so he needs to hey. relax. That's EPJ. 
Word. Oh, I got everybody. Bad. I got when I grew up my hair, people called me um Kyle Lowry. I took yeah. that as a as a, yeah. When I was going out to like that <laughs> like froish paper, some lady was like, Oh, is your brother in the league? And I was like, Who? She's like, Kyle Lowry? I was like, nah. Damn. That's, that's crazy. how my relation. Then some white lady called me D Wade. I'm like, I do not look like D Wade. I know that. Y'all need an NBA doppelganger, bro. I don't want one. I heard you won't get you're, one. Yo, Josh, remember that but that dude said to us the other day? I was like, I don't know if that's a compliment or not, bro. Wait. Some guy was like the guy, some guy said like Kevin Knox. I'm like, no, I don't, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Yo, that was a good <laughs> John didn't know how to react. He's just like, he's like, uh <laughs> I don't know how to react to that, sir. And I was like, I'm not really feeling your comparison that much. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Kevin to you, Knox. Yo, he said Kevin Knox. Yo, John was still like it's like, 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 fam, like, I am, I'm a whole like seven shades darker than Kevin Knox, bro. Like, where are you getting this from? Like, Kevin Knox is like, would Kevin Knox would fail the brown paper bag test? Let's keep it a buck. Like, 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 well, a moment in black history, right? Oh, yeah, yo, we gotta do moments in black history. I got one for y'all right now because you know, this is a professional production. Did you know a black woman named Dr. Shirley Jackson created the caller ID because she didn't like when, when people played on her phone? Black that's History Month 2020. That's definitely a black woman saying shit like that. That's definitely a 100%. black mother. Come on, I don't be playing on my phone. Only a black woman would be so mad that people was playing on her phone that she created something that lived for the next ever <laughs> to find out who was playing on her phone. That's a fact. And that, that statement today still lives on. Yeah, don't play on my phone. That's a fact. Black people do not like when they play on your phone. I got one for y'all. Me and Josh talking about it recently. A moment in black history that gets overlooked. Lisa Leslie dropping 101 oh, points in high school. I need the, I need in footage. 16 no. minutes. I need footage, bro. Y'all can nah. never. 16 minutes? How drop, actual? How, yes. How do you drop 101 points in 16 minutes? No threes. Yo, dropping 100, you must feel crazy after that. All the people I can remember that scored 100 was Lisa, Epiphany Prince, Dewan Wagner, um, Corey Fisher, and Will Chamberlain. <laughs> That's the list. That's crazy. And wait, tell them this, the other half of that news. Why oh. she didn't break the record. Oh, they honorary, They made her honorary like tie the record because the other team decided to quit at halftime. Have they said they're not coming back out. They, they, they said they're not coming back <laughs> There was even the white flag. There was like, oh no, she's cooking. She's not playing no more. She dropped 101. She's <laughs> not even the record. It's Cheryl Miller with 105, but she did it in a half. With Is that the record? Nah, I think the record, like, what's that? In college? She did high school? Because I high know Epiphany Prince had more than that. Epiphany Prince had like 116. Like, like she was wild, and I remember that. She played for Murray Bergstrom. She went crazy. <laughs> I, I think that was Mary Bird. Let me look it up. I know Epiphany Prince had a hundred and something. Why female players be dominating like that? Twenty-five for thirty-seven from the free throw line, bro. In sixteen minutes. How do you get to the line thirty-seven times in sixteen minutes, bro? She was James Harden before him time. Well, James that Harden had to be crazy. That full hmm? court trap had to be ridiculous. I don't know. Oh, about man. I need footage, bro. Two thousand one. You don't have no video footage. I don't believe it. Yeah, bro. Epiphany Prince scored 113 in the high school game, bro. Mary Bertram was going against, I don't, it don't matter who. She had 113, man. <laughs> and she's a guard. Epiphany Prince is your height, Josh. Real talk, son. 
She had 113. You make it seem like, oh, you make it seem like I'm mad short. I'm what are you, average 5'10? height. You 5'10? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. Okay. I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take that. So you're not 5'10. But um, I am 5'10. It's on my ID. It's on your ID. Your ID can lie. Um, but who would do that, right? But yo, fucking Black History Month, we about to touch on one of the black, we got to shout out some of our black legends that created this month. We need to shout out Ray J for creating the internet. Ray J legitimately has like had one of the greatest impacts on the internet of all time. He gave us, I hit it first. He gave us the moving your hat 67 times in one frame. That's a fact. He gave us the, the breakfast glasses. club moment. The glasses, the breakfast club moment. When he told Fab he was gonna get him raped by the booty warriors, never <laughs> forget that day. He said, "I socked that nigga." His first of all, he said, "I socked, I socked that nigga." <laughs> Yo, where would the internet be without Ray J, son? Said, I socked that nigga, Fab, man. Sock him the money team. We out here. We got eleven phantoms outside, Rolls Royces. We got pools in the back of our cars. cars. <laughs> Yo, what is cool with this guy? <laughs> Yo, shout out Ray J, man. After this, after this word from our sponsors, we'll be back with more basketball for you. Facts. Yeah, I'm gonna have to find it. Okay, Leon Rose, boom. Word. So we back and in well, if we talk about Black History, the Knicks been making some Black History with some of our hirings. We hired Steve Stout earlier in the last like few months to just help the Knicks become like cool again, I guess was the whole whole goal for that. And, you know, I'm assuming he has some, some, some input in the next decision of the Knicks hiring Leon Rose as their head of basketball operations and well, their president and world wide West. You may have heard him in a million rap songs ever. Maybe in name. Yeah. They trying to jump Jay-Z guys. The head of, yeah. So what? Head of basketball operations, man. Um, <laughs> and I know a lot of people are not too, too interested into, like, the front offices and the whole the whole agency side of basketball. But for those who don't know, yeah, for those who don't know, Leon Rose and World Wide West are two of the more um, important, impactful names of the last 20 years. Like, any player yeah. that is anybody bumped into World Wide West on their way up to where they were becoming – and Leon Rose has been the power player at the power agency in the NBA over the last 20 years. This man has signed. Hey, hey, man. He's had everybody on his front with him from LeBron to Derrick Rose. His name is attached to some of the biggest names in the league. I um, You said Devin very, Booker, Cat, D'Lo. Devin Booker, Cat, D'Lo. There's some, there's some names out there. CAA is like. CAA is before LeBron created Clutch. That's where LeBron was. There's there's like a mini rivalry between LeBron and Leon Rose and the CAA guys. Yeah, because Leon Rose taught Rich Paul everything he know, right? That is the rumor. I wasn't there, but I'm going to jack that because he a Nick now. Yeah. But, you know, JC will overcome all. It's fine, Josh, Rock Nation. If y'all haven't been noticing, Josh is trying to start a, a, a Jay Z Rock Nation versus the Knicks thing. <laughs> like, I don't know. I like it. I like it though. It's it's a little rivalry. You know, we need that because it should born. It should stale now. I would say this though, if we just being really real, like this is one of the more. If, if we talking about having people who resonate with basketball fans, young like basketball players, younger and older, and are, are respected, 
there are no higher names in the list than Leon Rose and World Wide West. Like that whole member, and well, the whole of course, but Hope is respected for whole different reasons. Like they they loved him before he even touched. And I hope it's not slinging the rock. That's <laughs> <laughs> not why the players love him. <laughs> I would hope not. He's done so much more. But um, I would say, like, those things, like, when, like, us not getting meetings with players and stuff like that, well, that won't happen no more with names like Leon Rose, World Wide West, attached to the Knicks. Cause yeah, go get those connections. Yes, they're respected. They're highly respected. And the way people, the way players speak about them is very high. Like, and I've heard like rumblings that, um, rumblings, look at me using fucking like these, these industry words, rumblings, but I've heard rumblings that, uh, and Leon Rose just went out. Ah, fuck you. Leon Rose is looking to be, um, you got a picture with, with, um, with Woj. That's what I'm gonna say. Um, Leon Rose, uh, has been. It's been noted that he's been looking at guys like Rod Strickland to bring on to the team as like as a part of like his staff and stuff. Dudes who really resonate with younger guys and New York City in general. If you don't know who Rod Strickland is, do your Googles. That's where Kyrie got his handle from. That's Kyrie Godfather. That's a guy who taught Kyrie a lot of his a lot of his moves and like the handle god before Kyrie Kyrie was like one of the handle gods. But who did Rod Thanks. Strickland learn it from? Bob Cousy. Shut the fuck oh, up. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Bob Cousy. Yeah. Right. Nah, um But, but Rob Strickland nah. is really he's really respected here. Yeah. Really respected. And that's so why I think I think the Knicks have realized that to be you you have to move into the modern times. The name the name of the New York Knicks won't just carry you. I'm I'm happy they finally realized this after twenty years of being bad. But um, for y'all out there, y'all should have saw Josh. As soon as I saw him that day, he's smiling like, "Listen, yo, man. guys, yeah, <laughs> we finally gonna be competent at least." <laughs> good ass. Think, think about how abused I am as a Knicks fan. I was happy that we gonna be competent, not good. Competent. He, he was scared because I'm. A, I sent him something on Twitter. Him and Ant, we have like a little group chat. Something that they was gonna trade Julius Randle for Terry Rozier, and he was like. Oh my God! Wow, wow. I don't want that. I don't want Terry Rozier. <laughs> I was about to hang him up, man. I I couldn't take too too much more, but I do think just like the having guys that highly respected is going to change a lot of the narratives on the Knicks. A lot of like the way people approach business with the Knicks um, is it's, it's good. Players respect them. GMs think about it. If you're talking about two of the biggest agents in the game, you're talking about two guys that have dealt with every front office in the NBA over the last yes. 20 years. Guys who got a lot of really good connections in. Like, we can't see it. We can't really call the future. I just see better things in the future for the Knicks. So, this was a good hire. Um, I hope good hire. that good David Fis- Not David Fizz, though. They, they, and they say James Damn. Dolan's going to They say Dolan's going to Like, Dolan, he gets a lot of slack. But one thing he does do is spend money. He has no problem and spending that's- money. And that's why I don't think he's the worst owner like everybody portrays him to be. He actually does stuff. He gets in his own way, but he means well. He honestly means well. And a lot of his ex-employees do say he stays out of the basketball decisions. He just make he hires the wrong people to make those decisions. And that is why, a la Steve Mills being with the team for 20 years, pretty much. And on and off. He's still there, though. You heard he's yeah, still there? They're never going to really he's fire him. He's got no him. position. Yeah. They're never going to really fire him. That's that's like his that's his yes man. That's the dude he keeps around just to do all his bidding. So, Steve, but like the fact that he's away from the basketball side of things, I am happy with. So, we'll see you. 
we can't really say much because nothing's happened yet. It's not even officially. He's not officially their agent, their um, head of basketball operations yet. He has to like be declassified as an agent before he can have all this happen. <sighs> so it's just, and the thing is, the pipeline of CAA to the Knicks is going to be almost like obvious to come yeah. in the next few years. Like, like, cause like he still has very tapped in in that room and. My eyes personally is on Devin Booker. That's what my eyes is on. That is the C. Like I know people say, oh, well, Cat could still leave, and like Devin Booker is the CA. Nah. Cat and D'Lo are tied down for the next four years. So the next, just, yeah, pay attention to Devin Booker on that one. Devin, well, yeah, Devin Booker. Don't, we could tell that he's, he's the best one out of all of them. That's a fact. So like, so that's where my head is with it. Um, I just want to touch on that real quick. So shout out to World Wide West. Congrats. Leon Rose, World Wide mm-hmm. West, because it's Black History Month. Leon Rose, because you know, BHM. you did your thing. You you here? You with Nick now? We riding. Anybody got a problem with Leon Rose? And so you can come see me. Um, and yeah, let's move on to some not good Black History. Nicki Minaj and Meek Mill. That was horrible. <laughs> like, yeah, that, that was, was some of the worst shit I have ever seen and, hit the web. And the one thing about it. They went back and forth with like five, six tweets. They never added each other. So you know they was on each other's page. Refreshing. Like, yeah, like yo, like oh, you saying this about me? I bet. Like for those who so for those who don't know what might have transpired over the weekend. Was that the weekend? When did that happen? The, the Nikki and Meek thing. That was like over was the that? weekend. Over the weekend? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. So over the weekend, Nicki Minaj and Meek Mill had the most toxic, like, ex-conversation of all time. Niggas been there. Yeah, we've all been there. (laughs) Yeah, felt that. Yeah, felt that shit. Niggas been there, bro. When was trashing Nikki, Ant said, mmm, that nigga spitting. That's exactly what I said, bro. I'm like, you know what? I'm on Meek with this one. Oh, man. I feel for Meek, bro. I've been there, bro. Nothing worse than a toxic ex, bro. But yeah, it was nasty. Um, if if you didn't if you didn't really see it, um, Meek Mill told Nicki Minaj, "You knew your brother was raping that little girl." <laughs> and um, <laughs> it's not funny, bro. But he and said, her rebuttal was, "You beat your mother and your sister, and, and you kicked on me. them, and you kicked." <laughs> 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 so, so you know, high key toxicity was happening that day. So um, it all started off because Meek Mill liked liked a tweet or an Instagram picture of someone clowning Nicki Minaj's murderer husband's um <laughs> outfits Fit. on Instagram. He was dressed like a Jimmy Jazz mannequin. Like a Jimmy and, Jazz mannequin. Um, and mm-hmm. Meek had something to say about it. But not nothing. He liked it. He just liked the, the picture and Nicki wasn't feeling that. She took it to shade. So she went on to post all Meek's bad fits. And don't you think it says something that almost everybody in the industry is holding down Meek? Everybody's like, yo, Meek, if you need if you got if you need some shooters, I got you. My son well, Wrench did it. Yeah. Wrench did it um six hundred breezy. I think a lot of that's clout, Bro, chasing, clout chasing. I ain't gonna lie, a lot of that's just clout chasing. They're trying we to be all part know, of big moves. We all know bitches be wild. I said that. Yeah, Ant said that and I agree with him. I just won't say it. Um <laughs> But nah, let's be let's just be real about it. Like, if you if you tap like listen to pay a lot of attention, like just like the, the the social medias and everything that's been going on the last few years, Nicki Minaj doesn't have a good name within the industry. You know what I mean? Like, 
Nicki Minaj. She tarnished is, it. She tarnished it herself. But even even before the whole before the whole like the last few years of her just being like not a good person to people, it's just been said that she wasn't a nice person to work with. She shitted on people for years. She was very bougie. You know what I mean? And I remember what she did with um Travis Scott. She was like, um, she was mad that he beat her out in the album sales because, because he was selling his own daughter on tour. And then she started blaming his daughter that was just born. Like, what? What are you doing? Listen, man. <laughs> Nikki's corny. Yeah. She she Nikki became corny, corny after that. Even though she's one of the greats, she's she really became corny. Yeah, it is. It's, what it is. It's, it's 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 so it's it's you know what it is. If we if we want to really bring it full circle, I think the problem that happened with Nikki is one, she sounds like someone on drugs. All like these random like outburst of emotion. There's some drugs tapped in there somewhere. I don't know which one she's on, but I would bet money that she's on something. I don't want to put no words. Her man kill people, so I'm not gonna be the one to say what she's doing. But like um, I'm gonna say this. So. I'm going to touch on some of the, the... Nicki Minaj had a problem with... She didn't like the fact that Cardi B showed up because very similar to Kanye, they were never used to having anyone approach them for like their crown. They were so far and ahead above everybody else that they they never had to deal with, comp, with true competition. And once... Because think about it. During Nicki's whole run, who was the second biggest female artist during her whole run? Remy was in jail for most of it. Shit. You know what Who's I mean? the second biggest artist? is probably... There was no other woman. There was no other woman for like 10 years. Nicki, Nicki Minaj had a scot-free run of no competition for 10 years. 10 straight hard. years. I can't even think of it. There was nobody until, really. Yeah. Until Cardi showed up and we started this whole female empowerment movement. We wasn't even allowed to have more than two pop and female rappers at once. You know what I mean? So... Now there's so many girls with talent, so many girls who are like finding their own way into the industry and they're making their own moves that I don't think it sits very well with her. And she don't know how to deal with the competition. For years, she's been calling bitches her sons and now all her sons are becoming their own artists. You know what they I mean? And the evil. The only thing... My fault. My fault. Yeah. No, go ahead. The go only ahead. thing that's iffy about this Meek Mill and Nicki Minaj, like random, just beef out of nowhere, just going back and forth. What's the fact that they both have a, they both had a track dropped the same day? Yeah. Um, so, do you think that was like well the, the Meek track was like it was coming regardless because he'd been like kind of hitting that him and JT track for a little while. The whole I have not even heard that Yikes song and I refuse to hear it. I haven't listened to it yet, but it's the fact of the matter. Yet I'm not listening to that at all. I'm gonna give it a listen just just to see what the y'all listen. No, I'm not, I'm not gonna say what's wrong. Well, oh no, let me let me say what Josh wouldn't say me and get his toxic back. No, 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 no. <laughs> Josh does not like female rappers. <laughs> he just don't. That's he likes not true, at, bro. He likes to look at them. That's not true. He likes their boy. physical appearance, but their music just just doesn't do it for him. That's not is that, true. Is that a, I listen. Artists like who? Rappers. I didn't say artists. Rappers. Yeah, rappers. Who? Listen, Doja Cat. She could spit. Nah, she's all right. That all right. Let's just bring she it back spit. to the whole Nikki. That was another thing. Like Nikki, a lot of girls are doing what she did, but they're likable. Like Doja Cat is very similar to Nikki. You brought her name up. Yeah. You made me think about like just like the animation that she brings to her verses, like all of that personality, all the different fits. Very Nicki Minaj esque. So I wouldn't be surprised if like I'm just saying I don't. I think it's just making her uncomfortable. That space. She wants. 
in the game 12 years. You know what I'm saying? Like, like what is, what's hurts. new anymore? It hurts when, and we saw it with DJ Khaled, because remember, it all starts when you don't get that number one. You don't get that number one recognition. When she didn't get that, that's when we saw the breakdown. She was like, whoa, why is my numbers not hitting no more? Same thing with DJ Khaled. He was like, yeah, I listen to this mysterious music, but I, my music rings around and all that, but Tiger had a better album. So it was just like, they, they don't know how to adjust to the new way of how the new artists are getting the attention of life, though. one of these guys. And it's a cycle of life. They spoiled. They spoiled. I mean, no, nobody want to get knocked off. They, they high horse. Nobody ever want to have it and then but you gotta, gradually lose it. But you can't be coming back with the same thing. Reinvent yourself. That's a fact. Most of the time, That's it fact. doesn't be them, though. Most of the time, it do be the labels. Trying to say, like, this has been working for you. Stick to this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's also a problem when, like, you have these l- artists that were built by record labels. That's the thing, like, that yeah. a lot of people don't, like, really highlight. Like, we came from a world where artists used to be, like, built by labels, and that, that's what worked. And now, because of social media, we want more personality in our artists. So when you don't have a personality that people can vibe with, it's very easy for you to fall out of the favor of the people. Like... The biggest difference between Cardi and, and Nicki is people like Cardi B as a person. We've only yeah. liked Nicki's music Genuine. ever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There is no, there's no like, think about all the stars that had problems crossing over into the new generation. Even if you look into the pop world, is the ones who have no personality. You know what I mean? It's like, like, where the, like think about, I'm going to say like a pop, where's Katy Perry been? You know what I'm saying? Sure. Another, I haven't heard that name in a minute. Another another artist built by the label. Nicki was built by a label. Eminem was built by a label. A lot of artists that had problems crossing over to this new generation are built by labels. They have no personality to back them up. There's a reason Jay-Z fans fuck with him because you feel like you knew him. You're like, oh, this is the same person that's just aged out over the last few years. Like, same shit with the people who, people with staying power are people that we really fuck with. Like, everyone can't be Beyonce. You know what I mean? You just can't keep making hit record after hit record after hit record and keep the people, like, never have to really get to know you. But, you know what I mean? But even with those artists, they always switch it up. Like, like Jay-Z yeah. got super personal with us on 444. Yeah. Beyonce got super personal with us on Lemonade. So it was just like, when you see them change, because, you know, this what great artists do. They could change the narrative and just be themselves. Instead of just being this something like that. He's like, yo, I I I get with that. Josh made a whole bunch of noise. That was Nick. He did he did the Nicky Roman Revenge voice. Bro, he just made a whole bunch of noise. That's how Nicky sound on Roman's Revenge, bro. But um yeah. We just kind of bashed Nikki for a while. Meek deserves some bashing on that too. Just like Listen, as a man, a lot of that he should have just, a lot of that he should just just like backed out of. Like, yeah, do you think she it. lying though? Do you think she lying about him hitting his mother? Into, into the, no footage. No footage. It's 2020. And, I want to see footage that, now. I don't want to hear that's, no footage because apparently that's enough to get Bill Cosby out of here. So I would say I would say this. Um, it wouldn't necessarily surprise me if that was true. But at the same time, like Nobody you said, there's no, 
Nobody told the truth more than an angry woman. Nobody told the truth more. An angry woman will air your shit out. But you think about Nikki, nah. is she's always angry. You know what I'm saying? Like she's always. always. When is the happy Nikki gonna show up? You know what I mean? I don't like know. she's she going number happy, one again. Never. Go number Shorty, one again. Shorty's married and still not happy. You know what I'm saying? Like, isn't that supposed to be the happiest time of a woman's life? Allegedly. You know, so I don't know. I think the whole situation is gross. You know what I mean? I didn't like it at all. Gross. Made they all look <laughs> yeah. it was gross. They all look bad. Yeah, you like yeah, bad. you're in your thirties. Yeah, yeah, can't yeah. be doing this this Twitter shit you like at twenty four. I expect that from like nineteen year olds. But what had me yeah. dying is like he he officially like jacked his pre- his pregnant girlfriend. Yeah, right. Probably, like, well, I think that it's was nobody's more, business to to hit from the jacket. Yeah, but it's okay. nice to know when the shit hits the fan in an argument. Now you're going to finally admit you got to hook it on the way. Yeah, well, I, I don't Niggas. think was it hidden. I don't think it was hidden that Meek was having. I just think like he wasn't putting on blast. Niggas knew it was out there that his girl was pregnant. Like you can't hide nothing no more. Literally, like exactly. people knew it wasn't like a Drake situation. <laughs> like, we you're knew. hiding. Yeah, <laughs> you're hiding a child. Stop playing border control. Let that boy come home. <laughs> like um. But yeah, it was nasty. I didn't like it from either one of them. Um, but if we talking about music, I did hear the Meek Just Justin Timberlake record. That's a good record. I didn't I think I was gonna it. like it. Good record. Didn't think I was gonna like it. Kind of was off the JT bandwagon. But um, good record. It did what it was supposed to do. Um, and yeah, so Nikki and Meek was gross. Um, yo, when Nikki told told Drake though, when Nikki told Meek, "Well, he keeps sucking Drake's dick," I know Meek wasn't feeling that one. Like that was a when, when when women do that, bro, you know that shit. Anytime a woman tell you you doing anything of the sorts like that, it's gonna hit different. Especially because they already had some beef in the past over her, bro. Back to back, yeah, Just play like, back to back. Yeah, like it's over. You can't do shit with that. Drake you can't really do shit with that. Pre- Drake predicted all of this in back to back. He legit was like prophetic in back to back. Like if you listen back to back, a lot of this shit is in it. Like he said this was gonna happen. Like, um, she gonna do this? Is it weird to y'all that we haven't seen like Nikki and Drake together in a long time? No, no. You think Drake just separated himself from all of that? We saw this coming, man. I think it wasn't up to him. Yeah, I don't think he wanted no parts of this shit. I, I think she, I think she curved him, and he had to just leave, live with it. Then she curved him out. I'm not gonna hold you. She been serving Drake since 2010, bro. <laughs> Like this has been like I think he it finally hit him like it fi- I, ten years later it finally registered, bro. Because I'm not gonna hold you. Drake had Rihanna on the side too, and all of this yeah. in the cup. But I yeah. think had Rihanna on the side. Like I'm glad he finally got the hit. They had a whole okay. That could be it. I just think that he also seemed like bitch. You're not on my level no more. Like, but you, you, she he is on that. the yeah. Like, he, to, to use like a golf reference, she's on the back nine of her career, bro. Like this ain't she. This ain't this ain't that the Nikki we used to be checking for. She gonna have to. She gonna have to either change the direction of her career or pick a new career. This is Hakeem Olajuwon on the Raptors. Yep, exactly. Nah, nah. She's I think still, Nikki, I, I wouldn't go that. I think low. Nikki. I, that I low, think bro. Nikki still got. She still got one. She got another album or two. One what? It. I ain't think she gonna. You're not gonna give me no Pink Friday. I think people always do that with artists. They always gonna expect you to give you their best shit all the time when clearly they're not in that space anymore. I so, think there's I'm another great album in her. Yeah, she can't like she can rap. Yeah, she can't I think Nikki is. I think like Josh said with Jay Z and Four Four Four, 
we want to see the real Nicki Minaj. We don't need no more of the Barbie raps. Like, what's going we, on? We still don't know who Nicki is. It's a fact. That's a real. Exactly. That's a real thing. So I, I would I would say that. So um, for sure, I would like to get the real Nicki on the record at some point. You know what I mean? Like, Onika. We need an Onika album. Onika Mirage. Mm-hmm. Talk your shit, miss. You know what I'm saying? And I think it was kind of corny for me to put the things her brother did on her. Like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And even the fact to say, like, oh, you pay for the lawyers. It's still her brother, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, she gonna like, not do it? Yeah, like, like, because she clearly wasn't going back and I'm like, yeah, I did that shit. You know what I mean? She was like, little girl's lying. So he probably, you know, is it, like, I don't know. Like, one thing Nikki said that was true was, like, you tried to use that little girl's pain to get me out of here. That was kind of gross for a grown man like Meek Mill to do that. Like, he needed, he, someone with kids and shit like that, he should know better and do better. Yeah. But, um, you know, when you arguing with your ex, you'll go there, bro. <laughs> you'll go there. You'll, you, you just trying to win. You know what I'm saying? Like, legit. He was going for the jugular. You trying to catch the W at this point. Yeah, I would, I would hope for more from them, but, um, just to move on to a we all done it? Yeah, well, definitely. I've definitely violated people in ways that I can't take back. But um, we all been you know, on the music note, Drake has been gearing up. We have something. Oh, Josh hasn't. Josh isn't toxic like you, Ant. Um, must be nice. Must be nice. I'm petty, uh, but I'm not toxic. Yeah, petty is toxic, bro. Let's not get confused between the two. Petty is toxic. Right, 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 right. Petty God Ant will let you know. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm very petty. So, speaking of petty, Drake. Drake has new music on the way. Um, we don't necessarily know what it's going to be on. We, de- we don't know what's happening. We just know we got Life is Good. Then we got the leak, Desires, with him in future as well. Go that f- Desires track is his, fire. You go forget his, um, the war, the grime song that he dropped. Mines and them don't want problem with the boy. The boy. <laughs> Mind your lip, bro. Mind, Mind your lip. lip. Mind your lip, fam. Because <laughs> we could break into a fracas. Mind your lip. Because <laughs> Chubb's got, got the ting. That's a fact. But, um, and and he was in our homeland yesterday. Oh, yeah. Tat, 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 I think that's interesting. So B-Dot from Rap Radar had said he, Drake, had played a song for him and Elliot Wilson before their um their interview that he said was very similar to like the like in the 3 p.m. in Calabasas, whatever in Toronto, all the timestamp songs. Mm-hmm. And the song that that the snippet had came out of today of Drake sitting in front of Marcy Projects spitting, B-Dot said that's the song. So it could be, but didn't he drop a something in New York before? Six, Wasn't there like a six p.m. or some shit. Six p.m. in New York. Um, so yeah. maybe it's not yeah. one of the timestamp records, but for him to be but in front know, of Bossy, eleven p.m. in in Brooklyn. Maybe, maybe you know what I'm saying. But we always know Drake getting his bags on those songs. And um, yeah, I'm here for here it. From, here in front of Marcy, speaking spicy a little bit, but he looks very uncomfortable. If you've seen the footage, super uncomfortable. Looking over that shoulder. Every 30 seconds. It still is Marcy. No matter how much they gentrify it, every car that drives by, someone might be able... It might be one of those guys in it. But, yeah, um, Marcy houses ain't it. But uh, I don't know. 
hearing new Drake music always excites me. You know what I mean? Drake's a great artist. He doesn't, he don't miss, hasn't missed since I was in high school. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So kind of mediocre albums sometimes, but he always has the hit. He always has a couple songs. Drake's worst album is Views. Agreed on, right? Nah. Okay, so might be this is a good- might be Scorpion. Definitely and, a Scorpion. What's your answer? It's definitely Scorpion. Definitely? Definitely. Yeah. I don't care how much times that Kiki song, not saving it, bro. He has a few songs on it, but I, 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 Scorpion is not a good album. The whole it's okay. Front. It's okay. It's okay. But that's like a six out of ten. Views is tough. The whole Views is actually good. It grew on me. Is hard. Views is tough. <laughs> it's either between Scorpion or More Life. Yeah, and bro, from a great artist, Drake, Drake is one of the greats. But more life has more passion life, for it, so more life and and Scorpion are one of those albums. Is good, but it's a lot of like I could skip a lot of songs. More life because it got passion fruit on it, and that's one of his best songs. I'm Jack. I will say, I will Thank say, you, this. party next door. I will say, Scorpion. To oh, me, Scorpion, the A side of Scorpion. If it was just the A side, would be one of his better projects. It's because just too the many B songs. side had Kanye had that man shook us. Nah, the A side was all Kanye smoke. <laughs> he dissed Kanye for a whole album, bro. He had a whole album dedicated because to shitting on you. Couldn't get to push a T. He couldn't get the pusher. Because he couldn't get to push the T, bro. That's a fact. But nah, like the, I would say the A side of Scorpion is some of the best rapping Drake has ever done. That A side, bro, he was rapping like those first like seven songs, bro. He rapping his ass yeah. off. It was nice. Yeah. It ain't better than views, though. I would take Scorpion over views. That's a poll. We should put that poll up. No, we listen to views. Views, y'all. I, I did. Views, when I first listened to it, when it first came out, I was like, uh, but then I kept listening to it. I kept growing I just, to like it. I just got a new speaker, good. y'all. So I'm going to listen to it later. Just got a new speaker. I'm going to listen to it. Drake got some good, he got some good rapping on views. And then he got some classic Drake bag music on views. Like, you can't That's go wrong. Fact. Fire and Desire? The, oh, my God. What song is that on, what song is that on views? What song is that on views that has, um, that has the DMX sample? Um, you with me? That song hard. Bro, yes. Oh. I can't lie about that. That song hit different. Come on, son. Views is okay, for, man. I'm here for the bag music, bro. Yeah, ain't always want the emotional music. Bro, West, Western Road Flow, Western Road Flow get you in your bag, don't it? Yo, that Redemption, is my song. Redemption, talk to a nigga, bro. Yep, that is my song. I, I bet, it, I bet it does. But um, all right, Drake got new music coming. Um, we all would hope that is good. Um, <laughs> so, well, it's not his boss. Oh, yeah. Well, it's gonna be good. Let me take that back. Drake don't make bad music, so I just hope that it comes sooner than later. Because you know, Drake will. B. Yeah, exactly. Ratatat. I don't. I don't need him. As, oh, but there's a. But there. There is rumors of a Drake and Fabio foreign song coming out. And if Drake hop on that low flow, everybody in New York been doing, he's gonna smoke that shit. Like something, something stupid. Like so, I'm ready for that track. Um, Shut up, pop smoke. Meet the woo. Keeping part two. Keeping this on the. The Young Money Camp. We did Nikki. We did Drake. Now we going on to the boss, Lil Weezy F Baby. Young Money Sunday. That's what it's looking he, like. He dropped his funeral album, which I would say 
has too many to songs. All I'm gonna say is it has too many songs. Like okay, he he can rap well still. Is Lil Wayne? He always gonna be able to rap well. It's too way much for 2020. Lil Wayne, way too many songs. Um, leave it at that. But the more interesting thing was, you, Wayne did an interview with Drink Champs in which he just kind of brought us into like how disconnected from everything that he is. Mm-hmm. For um, a label exec. For a few, yes, exactly. That, that's probably the scarier part, that he's a label exec and he um, is this tapped out of what's going on. To highlight a few things, he had no idea what TDE was. He had no idea what quality control music was. And he thought 21 Savage was a group of niggas. He, in his words, I thought it was 21 niggas, like the new Wu-Tang. He said, this is, this is what he said. 21 Savage. Nah, we Weezy and Baby don't know that, man. <laughs> That's probably how he said yeah. it. Weezy and Baby don't know who that is, man. Main. But, um, yeah. I, Lil Wayne turned into Terrence Howard. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know. There's not much to touch on. I just think it was kind of weird that one of the most um, prominent artists bad. of all time don't doesn't know who the most two of the Lean. two labels yeah, and and one of the, all right, everybody in these like labels that he doesn't know, especially Tony One Savage, these guys won Grammys, not Grammys, though Grammys. Yeah, these guys won Grammys, so it's like, bro, how are you not paying attention to this? Stay off the lean. The lean. Nah, nah, for real. A moment <laughs> in Black history, Mr. Stephen A. Smith. But I also would like to say that it also shows like. Wayne is, Wayne was before social media. So it, I don't think social media is as, is as big a part of his life as it might be to ours. And also Wayne is like one of the few guys that if you told me he does not pay attention to the current climate of the music, it wouldn't surprise me. He's all his kids. He don't give a fuck about anything. He's like, yo, everyone yeah. walking around is a, is a, is a little Wayne offspring. All That's of a fact. There is a fact. You know? So I kind of think he's just like, man, I don't need to know this shit. Like he don't they just do him. the young niggas anymore ever since Young Thug. Yeah, but he actually said in that interview, he said Young Thug has been nothing but respectful to him. And like it was no beef between them, Thug and him. I guess they must have spoke. And he yeah, said there's he, no Young Thug was just caught in the middle between Burma and Lil Wayne. Yes, that's what he was. The Barter Six was a bad idea. But Barter um six. Barter six but to be fair, to be fair, to be fair. They did the same thing with Juvenile and Lil Wayne, too, with 400 Degrees and 500 Degrees. Like, they just packed up Juvenile. Like, this is not nothing new. Birdman been shady like this for a minute. Damn, bro. Birdman really a savage, bro. Packed up Juvenile for Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne got washed. Packed up Lil Wayne for Young Thug. But, yeah, this is just... I'm just grabbing a few things that was I found interesting off that. But, like, you guys should listen to it because Wayne touches on a lot of things. He touched, like... He touches on the fact of why he stayed with cash money after everybody else left and a lot of things. And like, it, it was, it was the most coherent interview of Wayne's career. Like he really did talk a lot about things that he doesn't usually touch on. He, um, it was actually like a good listen because we know Wayne don't do interviews. And I think it had a lot to do with him and Nori being friends outside of, outside of music. So it was a more comfortable within the group. And yeah, Wayne is really just like a, he was a child star. Legit, Wayne was with like the Hot Boys when he was nine, like performing yeah, at stadiums. Yeah, 
They said Wayne had a number one album in four different decades. Boy, 37. That's crazy. That's like wow. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Nori made a, a, a funny claim that makes a lot of sense. He said Lil Wayne is the Michael Jackson of rap. And I felt that. Yeah, because they really been like <laughs> on him. Yeah. He went... <laughs> Well, he said it he would have been Bow Wow, but it didn't last that long. He said he went from a child. He said he went from a child star to a to a solo a child star to a star in a group to a solo star to the biggest artist in the world, and that sounded like Michael Jackson to me. You know what I mean? And he was popping on all four phases. And yeah. When he was part of like the Hot Boys, he was the shit. Lil Wayne is tough, of, man. Yeah, he is tough. But um, yeah. That ass only Thank episode you. seven. Seven. This was the episode the hangover. If you the noticed hangover. that these motherfuckers was washed, it's because they was washed. Wow. Okay. Josh ah. All right, these guys are gang banging. Yeah. So oh this my. is your You can tell these motherfuckers is fucked up because they all fucking up the outro. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> anyway, what guys, is it doing? So that's it for episode seven of the Bass Only Podcast, guys. I'm your host, Jazelle, with my co-host, Ant and Josh. Thanks, everybody, who joined us. Please comment and share. Subscribe to us on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast at. We appreciate all the support. We'll be back next week. This is the Deadass Only Podcast. Holler at us. Another young boy lost, another fallen soldier Younger brother tears falling on his mother's shoulder She got some tears of her own, wish she had loved him stronger Thirteen but he grown, you see the gun he holding That was made for a man, the rush he get when he loaded Is one you won't understand unless you hold it and blow it Granny moved from the wall and searching for better life A troubled cardiac is all she got Eating at McDonald's by the laundromat Daughter was 17, she just wanna know where the party at Met somebody that night, fucked him, he never called it back Now her oldest bastard son sitting in that casket Young victim of the guns and roses Living young and hopeless Guns and roses, another young girl lost. You see, her heart was broken. She used to love so strong until she got done wrong. Ain't wanna feel no guilt. She blamed it all on home, but still it felt so real. And shit, she lied so well. Her parents never could tell where she was really at. Now, is it really love or is it just another lie? The fuck inside his mama truck. We're all like the emotions of her crying that night. Her pillow soaked. She missed the hope she had as a kid. But he doing all the things that a dad never did He'll be the dad of a kid if she have it But still he'd rather not Still a mother's car Hit the bar just to grab a shot From the Guns N' Roses Living young and hopeless Guns 
guns and roses I had it all in my home But mother never noticed The neighborhood where I roam Was known for countless encounters Of people pressing they lines I try to stay in my boundary When bounties placed on your head For shit you never had did You just conform to survive Not trying to sit in no pit I like me better alive 357's for 6 11 fit in the 9 I take them both when I dip Cause I ain't dying today It's just a game that we play What you bang where you stay Before you answer just spray They'll never see it coming Hit a man, woman, child, a dog Because it's mine before yours It's two weapons and wars And that's the guns and roses